0: How likely would you be to buy a copy from your favorite coffee shop on the corner if they ask for a different currency one day? Uh, so let's say tomorrow you go and get a copy and instead of your local currency, they ask for, I don't know, pesos or something different. Uh, I, I think you wouldn't get that copy <laughs> because that's an inconvenience you don't want and the online user is the same. So uh, we know purchases are made on trust and as a human being, uh, we tend to track what we know, uh, which is uh, even more important on the checkout page.
1: Welcome everyone to another exciting conversation on the VWO podcast. In this episode, Vlad, a conversion and growth marketing expert, explains how you can optimize your checkout process for international markets. While America leans towards one-step checkout, countries like Germany and France like to review their orders before moving forward. Vlad shares how you can align your checkout funnel with these regional nuances to boost your revenue. But, This episode isn't like your regular podcast. It's a unique webinar turned video podcast, and it is delivered to you in the form of an exclusive masterclass. So don't forget to hit that follow button to stay updated with our latest episodes. With that being said, let's dive right in and learn how to optimize your checkout for a global audience.
0: So to get, get into a uh, localization method that we can do, we first need to establish what localization is and how it is done. Uh, we know that card localization is a thing uh, because we know everyone is different. Right? So if we accept that different cultures have different culinary preferences, for example, we must also agree that different cultures have different shopping habits. Uh, and the, the the short description of uh, uh, Localization is this: uh, your global conversion rate revenue is not really a single number. Uh, it is, in fact, made up of uh, the conversion rate of each country you're selling. And by optimizing each country, you will maximize in turn your global conversion rate. Uh, so now that we we know what is a localization, let's get into uh, how we go about it. And uh, the first thing I on, emphasize on here is uh, localization is a process. And the first step uh, to that process is to uh, understand who your visitors are. And to do that, you need to be able to analyze your traffic and determine what your top markets are, and this uh, top market refers to to the countries where you, you get most most of your traffic from. Uh, ideally, you want to focus on the, the countries you get most traffic from, but also have a lower conversion rate uh, than your average, since those will be the, the biggest increase opportunities for you. Uh, in this chart here, uh, we I uh, emphasized two countries uh, on, on the example of six of them. Uh, the the bars here are the the amount of traffic you're receiving in those countries, and uh, the line here is the conversion rate. So you can see we highlighted the the two candidates with the highest traffic and the lowest conversion rate, because again that's that's where you'll be able to draw out most uh, most revenue. Uh, The second step of of, uh, localizing your cards, after you have gathered the data and have the plan, uh, the next step is making sure you have the functionality available uh, and you basically need to control what users see based on the country they come from. Uh, And there are a few ways uh, to go about this. We will quickly go into them uh, a bit later, Uh, but regardless of the technical solution you choose, uh, think of it like the reverse of a file, right? Users come in from one direction, but they are sent off into multiple different ones based on their geographic location. And uh, then the, the last step of this process, once you, you know what the improvement opportunities are and you can segment, uh, the next step is to find out uh, what you can actually do in order to improve your performance in those countries. Uh, we do this generally by A/B testing different things in different countries. Uh, and uh, this is what we will we'll mostly focus today on. Uh, as I'm going to share some of our test learnings and best practices with you. Again, as mentioned, it is important for you to also do this on your traffic. So uh, what I'll be sharing are best practices and a lot of them, you will be able to apply by yourself. However, uh, you you still need to to validate them for your audiences. Before we we go into uh, the actual content, (laughs) I want to play uh, devil's advocate for a second and, and go through the, the main argument against carbocalization that we, we usually see, which is the fact that it is a big research investment uh, since you're not, not optimizing for oil traffic or you're focusing on each market. So the returns of the optimizations are different, are diminished, sorry. Uh, and while that is true, uh, it is easy to forget that uh, in an usual online global experience, uh, business, uh, around 70% of the traffic comes from three or four top markets. So you really don't have to focus on all the countries, but rather on, on those big ones. Uh, and in the pie chart above, you, know, you can see uh, a normal traffic break- breakdown we're usually, usually seeing with our customers. And notice how uh, USA has around 30% of the traffic. Canada has 17, UK has 12, and France has 11. Added up, uh, those four uh, markets uh, sum up to 70% of the total traffic received, and this means that by increasing the conversion rate uh, in those uh, countries by 10%, percent you also see a global revenue increase of 7%, which is actually a really uh, pretty number. Okay, uh, moving on, uh, just to give you a real-world example, uh, I, I use this quite often. The, the easiest way to visualize and understand uh, what localization is, uh, is and why we need it is answer the following question. Uh, how likely would it be to buy a copy from your favorite coffee shop on the corner if they ask for a different currency one day? Uh, so let's say tomorrow you'll go and get a copy and instead of your local currency, they ask for, I don't know, pesos or something uh, different. Uh, I I think you wouldn't get that copy (laughs) because that's an inconvenience you don't want and the online user is the same. So uh, we know purchases are made on trust and as a human being, uh, we tend to trust what we know, uh, which is uh, even more important on the checkout page where you want all the trust trust in the world. Now that we agree on why we want to localize the card, let's briefly discuss about how to actually do it. Uh, And it can be done in, in... Two main ways. For the sake of keeping it simple, I will call them manual localization and automatic localization. However, do keep in mind that both of them are somewhat automatic since they both rely on uh, detecting the user's location at some point or another. You don't really want to ask the user which country they are from before uh, entering your website. Uh, but we call it uh, manual localization uh, because it it basically means having different landing pages or even different uh, websites altogether uh, for each country. And in this scenario, you would most likely route traffic from different ad campaigns or or something like that to each target. Uh, However, uh, I uh, I think you can see how this can get really, really uh, hard to manage and cumbersome at at a certain point. Uh, which is exactly where uh, automatic localization comes in. We call it automatic localization uh, because it is the capability of recognizing a user's location by IP on a web page and dynamically changing his experience on the spot. So this uh, doesn't involve the need of you uh, of having different uh, landing pages or websites. Uh, we're talking about the same the same page, just minor tweaks. Um, and a good example for this is when a website detects your browser language and changes its display, display language automatically. In the example on screen, uh, we're looking at a basic checkout page in the USA. And uh, please take note of the the local support number highlighted, the the currency and the payment method sections. Uh, now let's now let's switch the the location of our virtual, virtual user. Uh, and we can do this uh, for the for testing purposes by using a VPN, since we're detecting the location via IP. And we're now in Netherlands. Uh, you can, uh, again, take a look at the, the phone number, uh, which now has a Netherlands, pre- Netherlands prefix. Also, the currency is now Euro instead of USD. And the payment methods have also changed to include the local one specific to the country. So this is what we mean by, by automatic uh, geolocation. We didn't switch the page, but we made certain adjustments on it and we're seeing the same changes when switching uh, to Brazil. Additionally, here, we're also seeing an extra field uh, in the form that allows the user to pay with credit card installments. And that's a bit of a spoiler. We'll talk more about that uh, later in the presentation. To wrap uh, the two types of localization. uh, we think automatic localization is easier to scale since there's less maintenance involved. It's more reliable since it's less prone to human error. And uh, the best part about it is that a lot of online e-commerce platforms already have it out of the box. To check out, for example, hey, of course, location. Hey, Yeah, sure. Uh, sorry for interrupting you, uh, but I had a question there uh, on your previous slide itself. So uh, that's a great point that you made about you know localizing uh, the the support numbers uh, the support you know the phone numbers uh, the currency and all but don't you think what it would be a bit of uh, problematic for businesses to translate let's say something which is a reasonable amount let's say 10 dollars is a reasonable amount for a certain product in the us but it might not be a reasonable amount to pay for that same for that similar product in let's say india or let's say Dubai. So, yeah, won't that think, be a friction? I think that's a great point you're making, and we would most likely be able to run a webinar on that one by itself. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so pricing on, on in different pricing in different countries is something that we have tested with before, and it's great. It can give you revenue increases of, of 5 to two 15%. However, it is a lot, uh, it does involve a lot of, a lot of optimizing and resources. Uh, I won't be touching on it in this webinar again because uh, I wanted to focus on the quick ones. But yeah, it's a, it's a great idea to, to do if you have the necessary resources uh, because definitely uh, different markets have different uh, pricing preferences. Uh, of course, we know that markets differ globally. Did Thanks. I answer your question, people? Yeah, understood. Awesome, let's proceed then. Yeah, so I was telling you about how uh, automatic geo detection is, is the way to, to go, uh, especially because a lot of e-commerce platforms have it uh, by default uh, to check out, of course, uh, geolocation and it automatically switches the, the language, the currency and, and other stuff like that. Uh, and uh, a quick uh, pro tip here, if you want more control over your pages without having to code yourself, uh, you can actually use uh, BWO to geosegment and change whatever you like in whichever country. That is one uh, kind of out of the box way of using BWO, but I find it really, really useful. Okay, so moving on to the actual content now, uh, now that we got the basic way, uh, basic stuff out of the way, let's talk about uh, actual methods for you to localize and increase your revenue streams. Uh, on the next slides, we'll, we'll go through some of the best local uh, local optimizations we've found and the ones that you can easiest apply to your car. And here's the plan: First, I'll give you some insights into using local payment methods. Then we'll go through optimizing the card flow and how that can bring you extra revenue. And finally, I'll I'll uh, rapid fire and mention a bundle of smaller card localization methods to you. Uh, you may already know about some of these localization methods in theory, but today I, I will try and give you some insights that you maybe don't know, and also put some numbers on on everything I say, so that you can prioritize implementing them in your business. And the first one what well, we're starting with is local payment methods, and this is uh, actually a topic that we have to check out all close to our heart. So we're confident when we say it's it's a really big improvement opportunity for you. Uh, and that's partly because globally, local payment methods account for about 10% of the total purchases being made online. And that might not sound like much. Uh, however, in certain countries, local payment methods actually have more than 50% of the market share. And this, this means that every other person that visits your online shop wants to pay with something local rather than a credit card or PayPal. And it's easy to to uh, kind of believe that everyone has a credit card or PayPal account handy. But the truth is that many customers will not purchase if their local preferred payment methods or card brand isn't available. A uh, reason behind this is uh, uh, the, the operation of benefit programs. And a uh, quick explanation that a lot of local payment method providers have uh, benefit programs in place, which give extra uh, points or even cash back to uh, pay buyers when they use their local payment methods. Uh, by allowing users to pay with local payment methods you're basically giving them extra benefits to purchase your product, but without having to uh, support any cost on your site. Another factor that plays to the advantage of local payment methods are, of course, authorization rates. Uh, from our data, we've noticed that local payment methods generally have around mm-hmm. 15% higher authorization rates. And this, of course, translates to even more revenue from your- That's why we think this is a big increase opportunity. Uh, By adding a few local payment methods to your checkout page, you will benefit from 5 to 10% global increases in revenue, Uh, especially if you're selling in some of the key markets we'll be talking about now. And uh, now I want to go to some of the biggest uh, local payment methods we know uh, exist because local payment methods are not both equal. (laughs) Some have higher market shares than others. So some will bring you bigger revenue increases than others while ideally, of course, you would want to have all payment methods available in your checkout page. Uh, I am aware that's not so easy to implement. So uh, we try to compress our learnings and give you a map of the most important uh, local payment methods that you really want to have if some of your countries are on this list. And, uh, Again, these are not these are not all the important payment methods, but there are the ones with the biggest uh, uh, revenue shares. And some highlights here are uh, Brazil, for example, which has fifty six percent of the the total payment being made via local uh, payment methods, uh, Boleto Bancario, and credit card installments. The one I mentioned earlier, those are really important. Netherlands then has fifty three percent of the traffic uh, paying with Ideal. And then China is the uh, the, uh, poster child because it has 74% of orders being placed with either Alipay and WeChat Pay. So you can see how you could potentially double or even triple your revenue in those countries only by adding those payment methods uh, to your checkout page. Uh, The last thing I want to mention in regards to local payment methods is that you do need to make sure they are easy to find and accessible to the users in the car. Uh, And this is as important as actually having them, because even if you have all the local local payment methods in the world, uh, if you hide them under a drop down, for example, no one will use them and you won't see any revenue impact. We have run similar A-B tests on this matter, and uh, the most important things we found here is that Local payment methods need to be displayed in the first section of the card, need to be clearly visible and need to have recognizable logos. And let me give you the best example I can think of regarding local payment methods case one. Here are two sections of the checkout page, two different checkout pages, so to speak. Uh, How many uh, payment methods do you think there are available in each section? And yeah, you're right, that was a trick question because on both pages, exactly five local payment methods are available. Uh, however, the example on the right shows a bad usage of local payment methods because you can see them in the drop-down. Uh, you have no way of knowing uh, local payment methods are supported on, on this page. The example of the, on the left, uh, however, has visible logos and is positioned right above the summary page, making it really uh, easy for the user to know those are available be- before he makes a decision. Yep. Nope. One extra thing you can do to optimize payment method usage. And this is kind of go the, the, going the extra mile, is uh, dynamically displaying and arranging them based on the user's location. So you can see how in the, uh, the second example, uh, I, I'm uh, prioritizing the, the icons of the local payment methods or based on their usage in that country. Uh, you can do so yourself. And uh, just to uh, give you an a better understanding of what I mean, uh, there's really no point in showing uh, Alipay, uh, which is a really popular payment method in China for users are coming from Brazil. So you want to make sure that you display the accurate and correct ones for each country. Okay, uh, that was it all for payment methods. Now I'm going on to card flow optimization. And to understand how you can use it, let me first explain what I mean when I say card flow. I'm specifically referring to the length of the purchase funnel. And there are three main steps on any purchase funnel. There's the, the summary section, the first one, where you want to remind the user what he's purchasing. Then there's the checkout section where the user actually enters his, his details, like credit card and bidding info. And then there's the, the review section where the user confirms his entered information and, and places the order. Those three sections can be rearranged and modified into multiple combinations. Uh, if all three are on separate pages, we call it a three-step flow. Uh, however, we can combine the summary in the checkout section to create a two-step flow, like you see right here, and then we can even remove the review section entirely and create a simple one-step. flow. Moving forward, we'll only talk about the two-step flow versus the one-step flow. Since that's the, the one, those are the ones we found to convert best in our cases. Uh, We're basically asking the following question, which country prefers having a review page and which country doesn't, just to simplify that uh, whole explanation I just did. (laughs) Okay, so traditionally, uh, extending the length of the purchase funnel is not the first thing that comes to mind when thinking about increasing your conversion rate. As marketers, we're we're old and we learn that less is better and we always try to remove steps from our funnel. Uh, however, by adding a review page uh, in some, uh, some of your top markets and making sure each country is taken through their preferred card flow uh, will uh, and can give you global improvements of up to 20%. Uh, card flow is one of my favorite ways of quickly boosting revenue. By the way, this is uh, I think of it as the lowest and juiciest hanging fruit of all because by doing this, you can see huge uh, revenue increases. And uh, it is one of the fastest ways you can optimize because most e-commerce platforms mm-hmm. offer multiple types of card flows uh, out of the box. So you can simply switch between them and, and A-B test them with something like a URL parameter, you don't have to invest any resources into this. So it's a really easy uh, revenue boost. And we have done of, a lot of A-B testing uh, on card flow and it turns out that there are big visual preferences when it comes to the length of the flow. Uh, for example, U.S. shoppers prefer a one-page flow, you can see over here in the first example, uh, where the summary and the checkout pages are combined and there is no review page. However, some Euro uh, shoppers uh, like to have that review page present in a two-step flow. So uh, they, they they like to be able to review their order before placing, uh, uh, placing the, the transaction. And on the next slide, uh, I'll show you our findings from the AB tests that we've ran uh, regarding this. We did our best to gather everything into a single table that can tell you if a country prefers a review page or not. And uh, this is how it is. And uh, a few things to note here. Uh, Germany shows a really strong preference uh, of 77% rate increase uh, for a flow without the review page. And I think that maybe that's because their culture is, is based on efficiency and an extra step might they are redundant. So they just want to uh, purchase as fast as possible. And uh, by the way, this is uh, an extra tip. Uh, this is actually the reason why Germany's preferred payment method is PayPal uh, as opposed to credit card. So that has the highest market share in, in Germany. And as a bonus mentioned here, uh, if you sell in Germany, besides not having a review page, uh, I would also recommend using PayPal Express. The, the first one is uh, kind of translating and localizing your content. This is a obvious one, <laughs> not everyone speaks English and not everyone thinks the same. So uh, that's why it's always recommended to work with a uh, with native speaker when translating your card, rather than using Word Translate or another similar solution, which might be pretty hit or miss. Uh, then you can also localize your pricing or oh, this is something that people you, you mention uh, billing in the in the local currency is is known to improve the authorization rates that's the first one because a lot of banks have troubles with internal currencies international currencies uh, then uh, displaying the card in the in the user's currency uh, is another great way, way to maximize your conversion rate and this relates to the uh, example with the copy that I was talking about uh, next, you should make sure that you display taxes in the locally preferred method. In the US, everyone is accustomed to seeing taxes separate from the total price, uh, usually uh, below the, the total price, but if you, however, uh, you should include them in the price. We are accustomed to to seeing the total price include the, the taxes. And additionally, we also call taxes VAT. <laughs> so uh, you might want to with that and, and make sure that you, uh, make us uh, use the uh, specified uh, term yeah. in in each country. Uh, in, the, in the next one, I've encompassed date, time, uh, colors, and formatting uh, into one category, but what I'm basically trying to say here is that you should take into account cultural preferences of a certain country when optimizing for it, and again, it is good to uh, work with someone from that country and, and ask them for feedback, you don't have to start a program of uh, translating all your content, it, it's easy enough to uh, have someone on, on uh, a freelancer help you with, with some guidelines here. Also, obviously having local support numbers builds trust and gives you shop, your shop credibility. Uh, when was the last time you, you dialed an international number when trying to, to buy something online? And if the the answer to that question is not yesterday, then you should have a local uh, uh, localized uh, support number in your checkout page. And lastly, uh, a big one: you make sure you you uh, look at your cards loading time on a per country basis. Uh, I see this mistake a lot uh, Someone looks at their their loading time and they they give one number, like the the global loading time. Uh, however, uh, that's not really accurate uh, since. Uh, that number is an average of all uh, countries who might not even be selling it. So make sure you, you again, like conver- like for conversion rate, make sure you look at uh, loading times for each of your top markets. And while this, is, uh, this optimization is not as easy to implement as some others, you should definitely try to optimize your load time in the top markets you have. This is a really uh, big um, optimization that you can do. And it also obviously helps with conversion rate, even though it's a bit Harder to check. Okay, I also want to give you a heads up on the countries where making those changes uh, will bring you the biggest conversion rate increases. Uh, while, I, while I suggested trying localizing all the, the countries you're selling in, that can be quite a big resource investment. I am aware of that. Uh, so you can use the ch- this cheat sheet to, uh, of the countries that are most sensitive to having the shell circulated. So if any of your top markets are, are on this list, you should definitely prioritize them. In the in the right column, you can see the actual conversion rate increase uh, you can get by the, translating the checkout page in that uh, country's language. For example, translating your cards for, for Russia will give you a uh, conversion rate increases of up to 42% just by translating, uh, while in Brazil, Germany, and in France, you are looking at around the 22% extra revenue. So all in all. Uh, to put a number on string uh, by translating your cart and applying all those other small changes in the mini bundle, uh, you will see a global increase of up to 25%. Add that up to the, the extra revenue I was talking about with carts, uh, cart flow and local payment methods, and you are looking at a business changing increase over here. Uh, however, if some of them are, are too resource intensive for your business plan, you can definitely always uh, focus on a few of them and still get some nice revenue increases. First, uh, The first step of localizing your cart is knowing who your visitors are. Once you pinpoint your top markets, you can find out what they like. Uh, then, by applying all the learnings we discussed in your top markets, you can see global revenue increases between 10 and 30%. Uh, one of the, the bigger optimizations you can do is adding local payment methods. Uh, however, do make sure you, you make them easily visible in the card. Uh, customizing the card flow and adding or removing a repeat page on a per country basis is the, uh, the fastest way to boost your card's conversion rate. Remember the, the low-hanging fruit one. And uh, lastly, as with any CRO webinar, uh, best practices are good, but we always recommend A-B testing uh, for your own top markets.
1: Thank you, Vlad, for sharing these wonderful insights on optimizing the checkout process for a global audience. And thank you folks for sticking with us throughout this episode. Now, it's your turn to take action. Implement these game-changing strategies and let us know what impact it had on your business. Also, share this episode with anyone who could benefit from these insights. And don't forget to check out the other fascinating conversations that we've had with industry experts. Before you go, make sure to hit that follow button so that you don't miss a single episode of VWO Podcast. That's a wrap from our side. Until next time, goodbye, take care, and always be testing.